if this is your first contact with what we call the Hudson River Sangha. I, my hope is that you feel at ease as if you're among friends. And, you know, the word Sangha means to bring together. So a Sangha isn't necessarily um, an order of monks or nuns. It could be a group of animals all brought together. So, of course, the original term was for people who followed the Buddha, not just monastics, but lay people too. Men and women. And the women got kind of pushed aside for a while. But the Buddha's intention was always to be inclusive. And this Sangha has, a, I think, a special uh, quality to it, especially now, because we come together, in a sense, to, to trust and take inspiration and ease from the fact that we share the same circumstances. And what are those circumstances? It's basically, we can see so, with such clarity, those of us, which is virtually all of us, who are in conditions of sheltering in place, and including our friend from Canada and Scotland and the UK. And what we see is the circle of our days that we get up in the morning and we have our coffee, if we drink coffee and we sit and uh, we have, might have a burst of energy and optimism and then the day proceeds. And at certain moments, we can't help but feel a certain pain, and sometimes it can almost feel like panic as you see yourself go round and round and round. And you could think, is this it? It's just moments of connection or a better presence and then a way of looking for ways to distract ourselves. And we keep doing that and doing that, doing that, until we die. And I'm not saying this to frighten anybody or turn them off, but I heard an expression today that I, they really struck home. And the expression was, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. So in a moment, when you feel that panicky sense that you're in good company and feeling like, oh my God, I could go around and around like this until I die, just distracting myself or trying to chase some idea of attainment or fulfillment. And this is my life. That feeling, that moment, that pain is why we practice. Because there can be within that feeling the sense that there has to be more than this. There has to be a way off this wheel, this hamster wheel. There has to be a way to feel more alive. And the secret is that when the minute we ask this question, and it's a question that we don't have in words often, but in feeling, 
something opens. Sometimes this sense of dropping into our lives, being more present, not just in our heads, but in our hearts and in our bodies. The way off the wheel, the way to a bigger life has to do with coming home. Again and again and again, I talk about coming home, coming home to the sensation of being present, touching the earth of your living experience. Because when we do, when we come home, remember the Buddha touching the earth in his dark night, in his moment of panic and terror. The minute we begin to come home, we open. This is true. And I wanted to share um, a simple example, but it's a simple example that I think you will share that you can relate to. And this practice is so simple. The instruction of coming home, being present, to what's happening, coming back to sensation again and again and again, is also supported by the notion that we can uh, notice our thinking and our mind states and just note it, just note. And so again, this seems so tiny, but so um, I, in the course of, of the past 18 months or so, I've been healing from Lyme disease, which many people in New York, um, in this region can relate to. And I feel better and better and better. And then sometimes, Without warning, I'll wake up and I'll feel achy and tired and my head will hurt. And I will also feel incredibly bleak. It's one of the more charming features of the illness and um, the healing. So this is the gift, the incredible teaching that has come with us and that I've gotten months and months and months and months feeling really good. And then all of a sudden on Wednesday, this, I didn't, I felt awful and achy and bleak and desolate. So the noting, here is the noting. When uh, all of a sudden I'm lying down and up comes this wave of desolation and anxiety. I don't know if you ever had such a thing, but in the course of being um, separated from each other and our joys, it's quite common to feel this way. So up comes this feeling and I say to myself, you are sick. This is sickness. And I don't tell myself a story about why or how or why now or why me. I just note this is sickness. And here's what happens. Just like that, it passes. Just like that, that story of desolation 
of that anxious feeling, that, that vista that was kind of post-apocalyptic that stretched out before me. It just dispelled because there was an awareness that was kindly and unjudgmentally observing the arising and passing away of a mind state, a mind state that was created in this case by some illness cycling out of my body. And now I feel great. And the gift of the Sangha and the gift of the practice is that we support each other in seeing that these identities that we fashion from our causes and conditions are temporary and subject to change. Whatever we think we are, whatever we think our future will be, it's other than that. That's one of the Buddha's most famous and worth remembering uh, statements. Whatever you think the truth is, it's other than that. It means the truth cannot be thought. It's endlessly fresh and surprising. It's something we live. We must live it. We must feel it. And it helps us to be together because precisely because we share however we might frame it or not, a wish to be more here, to be more present, body, heart, and mind. This is the direction of freedom, to be free from the captivity of our stories. And yet, at the same time, we're different. So we can be useful to each other because we can be so annoying. And I include myself. And you could be sitting there thinking, oh, can't we just get to this sitting? Or why does this person have to say this? And the invitation in this space is to see Everything that's arising in you is, is for your own good. You are here with your friends, your noble friends. The Buddha called people that share an interest in awakening noble friends. You're my noble friends. And everything that comes up in you, irritation, restlessness, boredom, inspiration, the gamut is for you to see. Because as you see, you, you, it's like me when I was describing, noting this is sickness. As you notice, this is irritation, this is impatience, this is an open heart. You begin to connect with an awareness in you, in you, that's greater than any 
story, any story. So let's sit now and enjoy our experience, whatever it is. So take a comfortable seat and really take pains with that so that your back can be as straight as it can be. And yeah, turn off your camera if you like. If you like to have it on, keep it on. Do what you need to do for yourself. For yourself. And welcome yourself here. Let your eyes close if you're comfortable with closed eyes. And notice how it feels to be here. And yes, we're here with our computers, but it's also quite true that you're here with no old friends, with others who share your wish to wake up, to live a truth that's present right now. And see how your attention softens you. Just bringing the attention to the body and to the experience that may be arising. and see how it feels to let everything happen without judging, including judgments that may come up. And when you see that you're caught by thinking, you can notice this without judgment. Perhaps noting, thinking, thinking, or a feeling, sadness, just very simply and then gently bring the attention back to the body and the sensation of being present. Just resting in an awareness that doesn't judge.
Sati, the word for mindfulness, needs to remember the present moment. Notice how it feels to give yourself to stillness. When you find yourself thinking, dreaming, just gently come home to the body, finding complete acceptance. Just let things be. Come home to your own body and heart. 
and find that it doesn't shut you down, it opens you to life. and see as you relax that this attention isn't separate from sensation. You begin to feel present.
and you get lost, come home, come home to the body and to the life that's here. Notice that softening is stillness. It's not resisting what's happening. Noticing 
that there's an attention here inside and also outside that isn't thinking. That sees without judging. That receives us. And notice that we can always come home to this attention. It's always present, waiting for us. Oh, um, a few weeks ago in The New Yorker, and I've mentioned this before because I take great encouragement from it, there was a cartoon that had this guy in his 
house was chaos and he was sitting in front of a Zoom call all dressed up and the caption said, we're all pretending. And I think this ongoing crisis begins to reveal that in a way that we can actually take heart in. And I agree with the many people who've said we're not in the same boat because some of us can work at home and some of us are completely out of money and out of a job and consumed with fear about how we're going to pay for food for our children. That's quite true. But we're also all in the same boat in the sense that we have the same mind, the same heart, the same body. We have exactly the same equipment given to us by our ancestors. The same equipment that the Buddha had And our moments of despair or restlessness or, oh my God, look at this day. If anybody knew that I was this repetitive and eccentric, you know, and, and the gift of this time is that at moments it dawns on us that I have a lot of company right now, being just this way. And that my pang, my wish for freedom, for something more than this, is also shared by many people, certainly with my noble friends here. And the promise of the Buddha, which is that he's a regular, he was a regular man. His message was, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can find freedom, you can find freedom. If we come together like this. This is the promise for real. It's not just a pipe dream. Moments of freedom can begin to appear. And I want to read a poem that I love very much because it shows how, exactly how, that opening, that liberation begins to appear. And it's by Naomi Shihab Nye, Palestinian-American um, poet, and it's called Kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all of this must go. So you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness how you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. You must travel where the Indian in white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see that this could be you how he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans, 
and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail letters and purchase bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it's I you've been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere, like a shadow or a friend. Our freedom happens to us, our, our softening as our heart breaks, as we stop resisting what's happening and let ourselves open to the deeper qualities in our hearts and our minds that have always been there waiting for you to find them. So thank you for listening and for your practice. So we can have meta, meta practice. Now, if you want to take a comfortable seat again, just be here and let your eyes close. And notice how it feels to be quiet again. To let the attention come home. And as the attention comes home, offer yourself the wishes May I be safe. May I be well. May I be at ease. May I be free. Let yourself feel whatever edge might appear and be kind with that. Let it be. And then let your heart open a bit more and offer metta, loving kindness, to everybody here and everybody close to you. May we be safe, well, at ease. 
and free. And open more now to include your whole city or region, wherever you are, New York or Scotland or Arizona, Canada, opening the heart to offer wishes to your whole city, town, village, region. Always including yourself. May we be safe and well at ease and free. opening up to embrace our whole country, every state, every province, every county, every person, North and South, East and West. May we all be safe and well and at ease and free. embracing our whole continent, North and South, South America, Central, every island, opening still further to include our friends in the UK, Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, and Iceland and Greenland, skipping nothing, no one. Finding Europe inside every country, Germany, Italy, Spain, France. May we all be safe and well. At ease and free. including now India, all of India, Africa, every country, north and south, mountains and deserts, Every creature, every animal, every person, may we be safe and well.
always coming home to the sense of being present, offering wishes from sensation and heart and presence, opening to include all of the Mideast and Asia. And finally, the whole world, every single part of the world, open the heart mind, offering the wishes, including ourselves, may we all be safe, every being, May we all be well. May we have the resources we need to be well, food and shelter and friends. May all beings in the world be at ease. Happy, happy to be alive. And may all beings everywhere in all worlds, known and unknown, plant and animal and mineral and human, all beings known and unknown. May we all be safe and well and at ease. May we know we belong to life. And may we all be free in every way. Be free. <laughs>